Good afternoon, everybody. Um, this is just going to be a little bit of uh, just a talk from me about me and what my 2020 and 2019 has been so far. And uh, just to tell you guys that depression and anxiety is real. And if you do not go and get some help, it will drive you insane. So right now, I just want to encourage any and everyone who's going through depression or anxiety. Don't be embarrassed to go and seek help from a therapist or a counselor. That's what I did. I was all embarrassed about having to go seek help, thinking that people was going to make fun of me and just look at me funny because they think I can't handle everything. And my Lord and God and Savior prompted me to go and get some help, the help that I needed so very much. And I'm so proud and glad that I did. Um, back in 2016, my son of 20 years passed away. He was diagnosed with cerebral palsy and uh, he was wheelchair bound. And uh, that really started my uh, depressive mode because I was married at the time and I was just so depressed because he couldn't get up and do things and I had to do everything for him. And uh, he was having a certain feeding time that he had to be fed every three hours. And we had suction machine and we had an apnea monitor because his heart would stop beating and he would turn blue. So there was a lot of things going on when I had my son. And uh, people just didn't understand how I was feeling. I would always say, I'm tired. I'm worn out. And I was still working a full-time job. So that in itself was really kind of hectic. The one thing that helped, though, was before we left the hospital, and he was there for 41 days because they didn't think he was going to live 72 hours. But God knew what the purpose of this child was. When we left the hospital, they were able to set us up with uh, nursing, private duty nursing. They came during the time that I had to work. So when I left in the mornings, they were coming in my house to take care of my child while I went to work. And I worked a full-time job, so I didn't get off until 3 and 4 o'clock. When I got home at 5.30, that's when the nurses would leave. And then it would be me to take care of my child until it was time for him to go to bed. Um, I did that for 10 years of his life. And uh, going through those 10 years, a lot happened that just made everything in my life change and it was very stressful, but through it all, God had my hand and he pulled me through all that despair and all that anger and all that disappointment and all that just feeling like I was not worth anything. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to let you guys know exactly how God did what he did in my life. And I'm so glad that I was able to go through it and live through it to tell how good God is. We'll be back in just a moment. 
okay, we're back. And where I stopped is what I said God pulled me through by his own hands. Because if it wasn't for the Lord, I don't think I would have made it. I was so lonely and depressed and angry because I couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And it was so hard just seeing my child there. Couldn't do anything for himself. He couldn't swallow, so we had to feed him by tube. He couldn't talk. He couldn't sit up. He couldn't walk. He was failure to thrive, which means that his little arms and legs were so tiny that uh, it just, he wasn't growing. He wasn't holding his milk. Well, come to find out that the nurses that were supposed to be there to take care of him were actually withholding his feedings during the daytime while they was there, trying to make it seem that I, like I, was holding him back from growing and from living. And uh, the way I found out was before I started getting the formula through the insurance companies, before I started getting the formula, I was actually blending up the food for my own child. I would put it in a blender and I would heat it up and we would put it in a tube and feed him. Well, I had fixed five bottles one day and left them. I went to work and when I got back home, there was four still there. So I asked the nurse, why is there four bottles here? Well, he was throwing up and I didn't want to push it and all that. But come to find out, it was like they was trying to frame me and and make it look like that my child wasn't, wasn't growing. Because every time we went to the doctor, he would be losing weight. And I'm like, why is he losing weight? But then on the weekends when I had no nurse and it was just me, and I was feeding him at the times and the, and, and the way he was supposed to get fed, I could see him filling out. I could see his little face filling out. And I always wondered, why is it that when I have him over the weekend, that he looks like he's growing and getting bigger? And then all of a sudden, when we get ready to go to the doctor, he's lost weight. So I kept, you know kept pondering on it and it was starting to bug me and was starting to worry me and when I found out what was really going on it it came back to my mind that the nurses that were there at that particular time were trying to set me up to have my child removed from my home the way we found that out was one of the nurses set up a doctor's appointment for my son I always let them set it up. So I didn't think about it. I thought, okay, we just need to go take him for a checkup. When we get to the doctor's office, another nurse comes in. And I'm like, where are you coming from? What are you doing up here? Well, I was just shopping. Well, then the doctor examines my son and and turns around and says, okay, he looks okay. So what's up with this letter? Come find out one of the nurses had wrote the doctor a letter and said, that my house was not good. It was mice feces everywhere. That was that was you know I was I was going to kill him. And if he stayed in my house one more night, he was going to die. Well, they wanted the doctor to write the courts and have him removed from the home, but that didn't happen because when she turned around, the doctor and it was a female, and I love her because at this point in time, she's the one that saved my child's life. 
when she turns around and says, okay, so what's the deal with this letter? I immediately say, what letter? Which then tells her that, okay, you don't know anything about this. This is a personal thing between you and the nurses and there's nothing wrong with Emmanuel. So upon that, and they knowing that the doctor's not going to order him removed from the home, that day or two later, they went to the courthouse and had them to order him be removed from the home. I'll be right back to tell you the outcome of that situation in just a moment. So, because they went to the courthouse on a Friday at closing and was able to get a judge to write an order for my son, who is handicapped, can't do anything for himself, to be removed from my home, I was called into DHDCS's office that Friday afternoon. So I went in there and, you know, I talked to them and everything. And um, they were asking me questions and I was answering. Well, I'm not an emotional person. I don't get excited when I know I haven't did anything wrong to be excited about. So I left and went back to work. Well, I come home as I'm turning off the highway onto my road leading to my house. I notice a police officer behind me. Well, I ain't thinking no more about it. I'm like, okay, he's riding in the neighborhood and everything. So I get to my street and I turn. He turns in behind me. When I get to my home, I turn in my driveway. The police officer turns in behind me. So now I'm at the point now, what is going on? Why are they following me home? When I get out of my car, a DCS car pulls in front of my house. An ambulance pulls in my driveway and they rush in on me because the nurses have ordered this child to be removed from my home. Well, I get in the house and I'm trying to figure what's going on. One of my neighbors who's a civil lawyer comes down and says, don't say anything. They came to my house first. Thank God he sent them to the wrong house. They came to my house first. Don't say anything. And we'll take care of this. They've got to carry out their order. So I get inside and I'm crying and bawling. Meanwhile, this lawyer is calling my husband, who is at work at the time, to tell him he needs to get home. He tells this lawyer, well, I'm in a meeting. I can't leave. And he's like, you need to get home now. So that right there tells me a lot, you know. So here we go. We, we're standing there talking, and they're looking over the house, and they're looking at everything, and they're like, well, what's the problem here? I don't see anything wrong. Why are we here? And I'm like, well, I don't know. They, <laughs> y'all are here. So I'm bawling and screaming, and um, the ambulance workers just happened to know me because when I was in high school, I was on the MLS Explorer Scouts. So I knew the MLS workers and they're looking at me like, don't I know you? And I'm like, yeah, but right now it's not a pretty good sight, right? So we're standing there talking and the guy, the, the sheriff deputy that was there to, to do this, 
He looks at me and says, I don't know why they sent us here, but we have this order and we have to carry it out. You go back Monday and you get your son back. This is exactly what the sheriff's deputy said, which let me know that they were pressured into doing this, what they just did. So they left and they took my son. My mother had bought him from across town. He wasn't even at my home. My mother had him. She had to drive all the way across town, about 15, 20 minutes to get to my house. As soon as she gets to my house, they take him and put him in the ambulance. So I sent her over to my uncle's house, which was across the fence, so that she wouldn't have to witness any of that stuff because it would have broke her heart. So we get all this done. They take my son. My husband comes in, my ex comes in, and uh, we're standing there just in the floor. Like, what is going on? So they give us, a, give us the deposition, and it reads that I'm an unfit mother, that I can't handle it, I'm stressed out, I, 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 I don't need him there because I'm so stressed out myself that I'm not able to handle my child and take care of him. And the father is unknown. Weird, right? Weird. But you know what? God took care of it. So this was on a Friday. They're assuming that we were not going to get a lawyer to take care of our case before Monday. This is the weekend. God is in control of everything. Just like he was when my child was born. He is so in control. God allowed us to get a lawyer who prepped us up and got us ready for Monday. And so we went in Monday, foster care lady walking around, giving us the stink eye because she just knew that we was going to lose this case. And um, we get into court and we're sitting there listening to the nurses and our lawyer is tearing them all apart. We're sitting there listening to them. And I'm thinking, if you could only talk to his doctor, then you would know that she did not order this. No sooner than I was thinking that, my cell phone rings. It's his doctor. And she's frantic and telling me that they bought Emmanuel to my office today. I sent him to Vanderbilt. And that's where he is now. And I asked, well, what was the problem? Because we knew where he was. You know, they, they took him out of home. She said when he came to my office, he was so dehydrated that his tongue was sticking to the roof of his mouth. Now, y'all tell me, you know, I tell the people how to give the medicine. You have to give enough water for this medication, or it's going to dehydrate him. So now he's sitting at Vanderbilt in critical condition. And the lawyer went back because I said, could you tell my lawyer this? And please let him know that you did not order him being removed from the home. So my lawyer got the phone. After he got off, we went back into the courtroom. He then got the nurse that had went and got this ordered on the stand he looks her in the eye he says so you're saying that mr and mrs 
me and my ex could not take care of the child, but your nursing company can do a better job. She says, yes, sir. He said, well, why then is their son in critical condition in the hospital right now because he was so dehydrated and the faces on those people just dropped and they put their heads down and the judge looked up and said, case dismissed. Would you go please get to your son? Now, people try to do a lot of things to a lot of people. And I tell you the truth, that is the worst thing anybody has tried to do to me is to get my son removed from the home and almost kill him. So that in itself had me so stressed after that incident right there. And we didn't get him out until almost Christmas because they did it around September 11th. So all this is going on and we're in the hospital and we finally bring him home. And I was trying to see what we can do to get the nursing company back because they just went along with whatever was saying. Well, my ex said, there's no use in suing. They're not going to do anything about it. And I shouldn't have listened. I should have did what I thought was the right thing to do. So needless to say, I'm not with my husband anymore. My ex, we're, we're divorced. And uh, he's moved on. But I'm by myself. I'm alone. But I still have my son. So 10 years into his life, we finally get nurses around the clock. And they were the best nurses we could have asked God to send us. They treated him just like their own child. And I want to tell people with special needs kids, Love your child and make sure you stay around them to see exactly what's going on in their life. Be active in their life. Don't just leave them with somebody and, and, and not treat them. Treat them like a normal child. I talked to my son just like he was a normal child and he understood, but he just couldn't do anything. After we got out of that situation, the doctor recommended we do a surgery to close his stomach. She didn't completely close it, but she closed it enough to where his food would stay and he wouldn't throw it up. He started growing. He started getting bigger and we started making some progress. Ultimately, he did not get to where he could walk on his own or sit up on his own, but my son was the greatest thing ever in my life. He showed unconditional love where others was trying to, to mess me up, he still loved me through all that. And after we get over here, we got blessed with a Habitat house and they fixed it for him with ramps and everything. The Lord is so good, y'all. The Lord is so good. And last year, or maybe two years before, it just was in my spirit. You need to get some help. So I reached out and I went to the Mental Health Corporation and I said, look, I've been through a lot. Right now, my depression is really bad. After he passed away, it really got bad and I got really lonely and my anxiety started up and I've never had anxiety before. But after he passed, I started having anxiety attacks. 
I was lonely. I was in a relationship and it was a fluke. I mean, I got used. I, I, you know, I got used. I didn't get abused, but mentally and emotionally, I was abused. So I started going to the mental health corporation. They had me with one therapist and um, she found a job at her own home in her hometown where she didn't have to come all the way to my town. And so she left. Well, then they set me up with another young lady that I'm so proud because she's brown like me. And she understood exactly where I was coming from. She allowed me to talk and tell my story and tell why I feel the way I do with certain things. Uh, it's just been phenomenal. So I'm here today to tell y'all, do not be afraid or ashamed to ask for help, please, because suicide did cross my mind a lot of times. I have taken pills, tried to end it. I have did, you know, I have thought about cutting. And I mean, it just went through my mind because everything just seemed like it was falling apart. And I stopped drinking the whole time I was married. But after my divorce, I started drinking again. But now I don't drink as much. I might drink every once in a while. But stuff like that happens. Now I understand why people take their lives. I understand why people do silly stuff because they're they're needing some love that they never received. And I just want to tell y'all that uh, God is good. And I have made so many mistakes. I make mistakes every day. But God always brings me back through it. And he gets in my heart and in my spirit to tell me to do what's right. I have practiced self-control, but I tell you the truth, it's not easy. And like I said, I have had help by this young lady in all areas, anxiety, depression, um, just my mental capacity. When I speak to her and we do video calls now, when I do those with her, it just helps me out so much just to talk to somebody because I don't have family that talks to me. They shine me. I don't know why, but they do. So I'd rather talk to somebody that I don't even know. And sometimes it's like that, y'all. Sometimes we just need to talk to somebody that don't even know our background, don't even know what we are about, not in our family. And it helps us to be able to express ourselves. With this young lady, I know the information is not going anywhere. I know she's not going to share it because she's under privacy policy but then again she shares some stuff with me to let me know that I'm not alone in the way I feel or what I go through and I'm so glad and I'm so grateful and thankful that God led me to her and that he put her in my life and that I'm able to do this through my insurance because I tell you this depression and mental health issues is for real people it's for real. And uh, I'm experiencing it right now. I'm still not where I need to be, but thank God I'm not where I was because I would have lost my mind for real. Yeah, I was losing my mind because I wasn't getting any attention at home. I wasn't getting any help. 
I mean, everybody else was more important than I was. And my mental health was really going. Yeah, they probably had a valid reason to 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 think that I was going a little bit nuts, but they didn't have a valid reason to call and have my child removed and almost kill him. And the state did that. The state did that. And uh, I just want y'all to know that if you have a special needs child, please don't give up on them. Just continue to love them. Ask God to give you the wisdom and the knowledge to take care of them. And, uh, I mean, check into all the agencies, nursing agencies, home health agencies. Don't just sit there and put all that pressure on you. There are agencies that pay you money to, to get the medicines and things for your child. Don't just put all that pressure on you because I've been there. And it's not fun and it's not easy. And um, I will be back in just a second to conclude my talk today. I'm back. And in conclusion, I would like to say that uh, keep your hands in God's hands. Let him get into your body, into your mind, into your spirit. And Lord, we just ask that, you know, everybody be okay. But if you're not, it's okay to say I'm not okay. I said it too much to say, okay. I just say, okay, and go on and act like it's okay when it was not. I said okay to so many people that I, I want to stop saying okay when it's not okay. I've had people to to get in my face and just talk about me and make light of me. And I just walk off because that was what I was trained to do. Just leave it alone, don't start no drama. And I'm not a drama person, but I'm here to let you know, as my therapist said, you need your voice and you need to use it. And thank the Lord that he's starting to let me use my voice. I would never thought I would be doing a podcast but I'm so glad he has put that in me to do just that. Right now, I just want to end with a prayer for everybody that's listening to me right now. For all those that's going through those emotional and mental traumas to tell you to never give up, but please get some help. Before you decide to do anything drastic, please get some help. Right now, Lord, I ask that you just watch over everybody who's giving a listening ear to my podcast. Lord, I just ask that you just continue to bless the ones who need the help, Lord, with the help that they need. Lord, don't let them be scared to ask for help, Lord. Just let them go ahead and get it. And Lord, just let them know that it's not embarrassing anymore for me and it won't be embarrassing for them. Lord, I just ask that you continue to allow me to be able to do the things for you, to help other people, to reach out and to just just help heal the world. Lord, we just ask that you watch over the, the people who are under distress right now during the COVID, all those lonely people as myself who are single and don't have anybody. Lord, just keep your love and arms and protection around us. Lord, thank you for Angela Brown, who is my therapist, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for her love and her kindness and, and her understanding and her non-judgmental demeanor. We just ask right now that you continue to bless her 
to be a blessing to others and continue to bless me to be a blessing to others as well. Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you. It's in Jesus' name I do pray and thank you for the podcast that I've listened to because it has allowed me to just come out and tell stuff and express myself in a mighty way. I thank you. And I hope you guys enjoy my story. I hope you guys get something out of it. And to all the special needs parents, please get the resources that you need. Get the help that you need. Don't try to take it all on yourself. Get the help that you need. And all those going through mental and emotional distress, get the help that you need. Because you don't have to take this on. First of all, God is in your on your side. He's, he's with you always. But you need that physical help as well. Somebody physically to talk to, to get your get the everything out that you need to get out. And I just thank you. I just thank you. And if anybody would like to talk to me through email or through Facebook Messenger. Just look me up, Cheryl Secrets on Facebook. My email is emanradiochatter at gmail.com. Hit me up. And please, if this helps you in any way to hear my story, please like my podcast and comment. I just want you to comment. So I thank you again. And everyone, please... Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. A blessed rest of 2020. Because this COVID is for real. Wear your mask. Do social distancing. But please. Keep your hands and your eyes on God. Keep him in your life. Just just do everything you can to keep him there. Thank you again. Have a wonderful day day.